Hello, welcome back to Monster Frequency. This is a quick, special episode all about Stoptober, the campaign that helps people stop smoking. And now, alongside me today to talk a bit about Stoptober and how people can really make the most out of their quitting attempt, it's Dr. Sarah Jarvis, MBE. Now, you may well have come across Sarah in her media work. She's the health and medical reporter for The One Show. She's a television doctor on Good Morning Britain, ITV News and Jeremy Vine. And she's a regular guest on The Jeremy Vine Show on BBC Radio 2. She's also a clinical consultant for health website Patient UK, alongside being a GP trainer. So it's a real pleasure to have Dr. Jarvis on this episode of Monster Frequency. Alongside Sarah, we also have Martin Dockrell. Martin is the Tobacco Control Programme Lead for Public Health England. And we joined Public Health England in February after seven years at Action on Smoking and Health. He's worked in public health since the mid-1980s when he was involved in HIV prevention work. And he's a fellow of the Royal Society of Public Health. So, Martin, it's an absolute pleasure to have you uh, on this episode with us as well. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Stoptober. The website to visit is the NHS. Uh, If you just search for Stoptober, you'll find uh, links to it there. It's all parts of the NHS's campaign about better health. So let's get Dr. Jarvis and Martin Dockerell on right away. My name is Dr. Sarah Jarvis. I have been AGP for 31 years, would you believe? And I'm also a medical broadcaster. Thank you, Dr. Jarvis. My name is Martin Dockerell. I'm head of tobacco control for Public Health England. But I, I find I've been confessing a lot to have, uh, today to having been a, a smoker uh, until uh, a decade or two ago. So I can give you my own first-hand tips on quitting. Well, I guess let's start then by talking just about uh, the campaign itself, October. Uh, of course, this is 10 years on now, isn't it? So this is really, um, it's been going for a while, helping people for a while. And I can imagine that the number of people you've actually helped at this point is, is racking up, you know, into serious, serious figures, isn't it? You're absolutely right. This is the 10th anniversary of Stoptober. And since that time, Stoptober has generated more than 2.3 million quit attempts across England. That is a pretty spectacular figure. Now, the good news is that 10 years ago, about one in seven adults in England smoke, five adults in England smoke is now down to one in seven. The slightly less good news is that unfortunately smoking is still the commonest, the leading cause of preventable premature death in England. But Stoptober is back bigger and better than ever before. There has never been more support available than there is this year. Everything has changed in the 10 years since uh, we we first did our very first Stoptober. Back then there were 8 million smokers. Now it's down to 6 million smokers. Uh, People are smoking less. People are quitting earlier. But the last two years, it's been tough. And I I was staggered when Chris Whitty, the chief medical officer, pointed out uh, a while back that actually, though, last year, more people died from smoking than from COVID-19. And so it's really important to to keep that in perspective. We've had a really tough time, but we're coming out of that now, and there's a real opportunity to make things so much better. Yeah, yeah. And sadly, of course, you say people are smoking less, fewer people are smoking, but unfortunately, a new 
attitude survey from Opinion shows that nearly half of people who do smoke say they've been smoking more during the pandemic. Now, 42%, that's more than two in five of them, say that's because of boredom. And unfortunately, almost exactly the same number say that it's because they're anxious about the pandemic. And I think this is one thing that I, if there's one message I really want to get across... I cannot tell you how many times patients have said, I can't stop smoking. It's the only way I can deal with my anxiety. Now, actually, I completely get that because you're right. You do in the very, 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 very short term feel less anxious when you have a cigarette. Why is that? Because unfortunately, unscrupulous cigarette manufacturers go to a huge amount of time effort and trouble to get that hit of nicotine into your brain as quickly as they possibly can, which is where it attaches to those pleasure receptors. Now, what of course then happens because nicotine is so addictive is that actually almost the moment you finish, the levels start coming down and then you're getting withdrawal symptoms. So of course, by having a cigarette, you are going to catch those very short-term withdrawal symptoms. But it's so important to remember that even if you can stick stick with it just for 28 days. Firstly, the whole point about Stoptober, and the clue is in the name, October, Stoptober, if you can quit for 28 days, you are five times more likely to quit for good. And by that time, if you have stopped extraordinarily, and people really, my patients just find this really hard to believe, once you've got through that very short-term withdrawal phase, you have reduced anxiety, reduced depression, reduced stress, more positive mood compared to people who smoke. Why? Because you are not spending hours every day dealing with those withdrawal symptoms. And people forget that you know, they go, oh, well, I couldn't cope with the withdrawal symptoms if I stopped smoking. You're getting withdrawal symptoms every day, many times a day. So I, when, when I did quit finally successfully, so it's, you know, a, a, a sentimental thing for me that this, this is the 10th Stoptober because actually it took me 10 annual attempts before I finally quit for good. So never give up on giving up. Uh, but uh, when I did it successfully at last, I built in uh, more running, going back to the gym, got a swimming for the first time in years. And it was staggering how quickly my performance began to improve. I could I could really tell at the gym uh, my stamina improved, my breathing improved. And I just felt so much better. Now, I think it's really just worth our while pointing out there, Martin, that while it took you 10 times to stop smoking and the average person takes about three times to stop smoking, it is not inevitable that you are going to fail because, of course, when Martin stopped smoking 20 years ago, we didn't have any of these support tools that we have today that was yeah. very little available you know Stoptober we've got a website a Facebook page a messenger bot an online community where you can talk to the 75% of smokers who wish they'd never started who if they could go back in time would never have smoked you can get an online personal quick tool that gives you the right combination of support for you it could include nicotine replacement it could include vaping it could include medication but all of that, the combination of expert support and 
smoking cessation aids if necessary means it doesn't have to take 10 attempts that's fantastic i think it's really really interesting that you're saying you know about the kind of help that's available because i I can imagine even you know at a very simple level even even just knowing that there's so many other people out there going through the same thing and you can reach out you can talk to them you know you're you're far from being alone if you're if you're going to try this on you you know people are clearly there doing the same thing with you and you can talk to those people well, it's really interesting you say that because, you know, BC, before COVID, you remember when you used to walk past an office and you'd see a little group of really sad people huddled together under an umbrella outside all having their fag or, you know, going to the pub and nipping out and sitting in the smokers area in the freezing cold in January having their cigarette. And what they used to say to me was, oh, well, I'm not, you know, yeah, but there's a real sense of community. It's us against the world now that we're in a minority. Well, actually, Things like this Facebook online community, that is a really great way of talking to like-minded people. And likewise, I get a lot of people, a lot of my patients, um, when they've failed in the past, and I say, well, what do you do? What did you do? Well, I didn't tell anybody. Why not? Oh, because, uh, because I didn't want to be a failure. Well, the problem is, actually, if you don't tell anybody, you're much more likely to be a failure. Because we know that if you try and go cold turkey, have no support, don't use any nicotine replacement agent, don't don't enlist the support of your family and friends, don't have expert support, actually by a year, you've probably only got a 3% chance of being smoke-free, whereas those levels are so many times higher successfully if you can stop for 28 days with Stoptober, if you get the right support. And the really interesting thing is, If you tell people around you, your loved ones, your family, your friends who don't smoke, they will be delighted to help. Actually, if you tell the people around you who do smoke, there's at least a 50% chance that they want to quit too. So maybe you could get them on board as well. So so healthy behaviours, there's good research on this, healthy behaviours and unhealthy behaviours are contagious. Uh, We pick them up from the people around us. And uh, so quitting together this is the whole idea between behind stoptober having fun with other people quitting together as a team effort so make your own quit group uh get enlist your brothers and sisters your mom and your dad your boyfriends your girlfriends your mates in the pub just find the ones who's because like if you're a smoker there's a good chance quite a few of them smoke too uh you can all take different routes to quitting whichever one suits you swap tips uh, encourage each other occupy each other uh, so get out there and do that exercise together sit in the garden go for a walk with a dog just it's so much more fun and so much easier when you do it when you're not doing it alone yeah yeah couldn't you. agree more Thank you very much, Bertha. I'd just like, if that's okay, just really briefly to return to what I think is, you know, a, a really key key message for people out there. And you were kind of saying that, you know, this is kind of reflected in, you know, quite often you'll have your, your patients reporting this to yourself, Dr. Jarvis. And I can see that it was borne out in the kind of survey as well. And this was kind of one of these key reasons why people do find themselves, you know, perhaps turning to smoking a bit more. And that's because of anxiety. And what, what, you, what you kind of said about that really interested me in terms of actually, you know, in the long run, it's going to reduce your anxiety 
anxiety overall if you do manage to, you know, successfully stop. Within a month, and you've got the rest of your life to look forward to. Yes. And that's before you've got onto the fact that even if you smoke the, quote, average number of cigarettes per day, which for a man is 9.2 and for a woman is 9, you are saving the best part of two grand a year. Well, given how many people so sadly have suffered financially during the pandemic, that's got to be a good reason for less stress too. Yes. Look, by November the 1st, you'll be feeling so much better. Just going to head towards closing by just asking if it's okay for you to point out, you know, any any resources that you might have off the top of your head. <laughs> Are you ready, Sarah? We, we're ready. One, three, two, three. two one. Search, Search stop, stop <laughs> Well, Dr. Sarah Jarvis and Martin Dockrell, thank you very much indeed for joining us on this uh, episode of Monster Frequency. Absolute pleasure to have you with us talking all about Stoptober. You can find uh, tons more information on the Stoptober website. It's on the, uh, hosted on the NHS website, so just search for Stoptober. Uh, there's an app. There's lots of kind of resources that, uh, that we're talking about there, actually. And there's also actually an infographic uh, on this all about uh, the, the benefits that you'll experience if, if you are a smoker and you manage to quit uh, and try to quit during Stoptober. There's a list of uh, various benefits. So Sarah and Martin, thank you so much for joining us. And now, even though this is just a mini episode, uh, I didn't miss the chance to grab their playlist suggestions. You know, this is something that I want to do every every single episode, folks, so we are going to do it. Um, so let's find out. What does Dr. Sarah Jarvis and Martin Dockrill listen to, and what do they suggest for your playlist? Let's find out. <laughs> So, okay. Martin, you go first. Okay, so uh, last year I've been looking after my 98-year-old mom and she's gone into a nursing home now, unfortunately. Uh, but one of the things, she's got Alzheimer's and uh, one of the things that we have fun doing together is singing and she always remembers the words, including to, ah, yes, I remember it well from Gigi. So I'd love you to play that. Oh, absolutely, Martin, yes. Thank you. I will sh- certainly get that on. <laughs> And Dr. Jarvis, anything anything extra for yourself that can interest you in? in well, playlists? mine's not quite as old, but I think I'm definitely ageing myself when I tell you that the sound of my youth was a singer called Jackson Brown, Running On Empty. Oh, yes. OK, well, yeah, two storming requests. Well, that's it from me. This was a mini episode of Monster Frequency. Do watch out for our next full-length episode. We'll be out soon. Bye for now. Bye!